Hey, this is Big Papa Pump Scott's Diner. Hey, this is Joe Gatto. This is Eric Young. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to Shootin' Poop. Shootin' Poop. <laughs> the following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. Episode 92. It's always great when we have to start episodes over. So if you're hearing this, that's probably what happened. Some shit. And for once out. it wasn't hey, and for once it wasn't my fault. Oh yeah. We just my bad. did a whole fucking show for 15 minutes and didn't record because of you, but yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know Grumpy Smurf was in a bad mood today. <laughs> it's all funny games, y'all piss off Steve Jobs. Now we're two minutes in the hole. Got his black hoodie on, his fucking furrowed brow. I dude, it's know. fucking cold here today, man. I just thought he was getting into character, dude. I didn't know he was really having a bad day. Because you had a bad day. Yeah, you had a bad day. I'm just kidding, bro. I love you. <laughs> It'll be all right, man. Hit the hit the hit the pin. Hit, hit the pin. Hit the pin. Hit the startup. Twice music. for me, big dog. Hit it twice for me. Every little thing's gonna be all right. Oh Jesus! gentlemen coming to you from the motor city the home of the most important champions in impact wrestling right now i'm the hot one this is shooting shit gentlemen that's in, that's insane right now that chris saban and alex shelley are your two top champions in impact wrestling and i, I, I think it's great Oh, it's beautiful. What's even more saying is they just give the biggest contract they ever gave to somebody that can't really work. Oh, fuck off. Moose deserved <laughs> the longest contract. Moose. Moose longest deserved contract. the longest contract in Impact history. He's got the biggest development out of anybody they have in Impact right now. You can't deny that. Hey, Jovan, your bias is showing. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the dude, greatest thing. I'm not saying he's the greatest thing they have. Okay. I'm saying he's the furthest developed thing that they've had from where he started at being just a kind of big dude that was a little mid soft around the mid area to a guy who got cut up, who was putting on some of the greatest performances with Kenny Omega during that whole belt collector thing, who put on when he held the title and lost it to Alexander, put on some of the best shows that they had had as a top dude. When they were building him with the right way, the guy was greatness. And then to do what he was doing with Joe Hendry. I'm no sorry, dude, I can't understand you with his dick in your mouth. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Little, you got a little something, something on you. It's like right there. 
You know what? Anyways, I think you can I, actually uh, buy his. I'm waiting for him to pop up in the back of that hotel room, dude. It's be like <laughs> right over your shoulder, bud. Time to make you squeal like a pig. Oh. Fuckers. Oh, he he won't squeal all right. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I think it's a good idea, man. I don't want to see him in WWE. He belongs in Impact, but um, dude, dude he would be Titus O'Neil 2.0 in WWE. Oh Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. dude. He would, like, er, now, like, I think he should go. I think he could go into AEW and do something there, but only like, dude. I just like the, he needs something. Like, there's just something that's not connecting for me. He's got the look. He's obviously got the work ethic. I, there's just something there in that character. Like, he just hasn't quite found it. We need Apollo Crews to come to, to be next. Booker T. He wants to be Booker T, but he's kind of Stevie Ray. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's the Hall of Famer Stevie Ray, sir. Yeah, yeah but hey, there's dude, one thing. Hall of Famer. Hey. <laughs> the one, two, three kids, a Hall of Famer, too, buddy, because he was you in two what, different though? clips. So, so Stevie Ray does one thing better than Booker T, and that's commentary. Oh, God, Booker. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Huh? <laughs> oh, man, I would rather listen to Stevie Ray do commentary than Booker T. You know what? Man, that's just bias talking right there. Yeah, that's bias. Like my moves. That's a little bias. You don't like shirt. Booker T, dude. You're you're not a big Booker T fan as far as like, I like Booker T. Like I love Booker T. I just don't like him as a commentator. You just I want like him to Booker shut up and T. wrestle? Is that what you want? No, <laughs> I just don't want him to do commentary. Tell me you didn't just you say that. Racist. He can do the. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, I was just in the passenger seat watching the scenery go by. I was just commenting. Yeah, well, uh, next time you know, like Patrick lives like right over there. It's right over there. My legs are. She's gonna take that exit. Yeah, I'll tell you what you can do with that uh, kickstart too. By the way, oh, I already drank that. He already got one. He had to get it himself, or he was gonna wait three hours. Why I'm awake to do this shit. How about this, guys? Before we get deep into the show, let's do a little blast from the past. So apparently one year ago, today exactly, DDJ wanted to let everybody know that breaking news, DDJ was not going to be recording inside of his home studio for the show while we did the first recap of Forbidden Door last year. But for the life of both of us, we can't remember where the hell he recorded. So it was big news that he wasn't going to be home, but he was still on the show. So I I don't remember it at all. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go Matt back. Taven's closet. <laughs> oh, there's a bunker. Cocoa butter. <laughs> no, <it's not>. <laughs> Cabana's basement. His mom's basement. Cabana's mom's basement. Oh. Oh, Jesus Bro. Christ. He broke into pro wrestling tees yeah. and was making himself shirts. Fucking. Um. Yeah. Now that's the dream right there. Woo! Hey, speaking of pro wrestling tees, I came through for all you guys. I got you that FTR Chicago shirt. So you're a minch. My man. Such a good guy. I didn't even know I didn't even know you made it because of everything that was going on. 
Yeah, I was no. expecting to see like 15 posts about it, a picture with him and freaking Brody King. Yeah. Didn't see the yeah. picture yet. Well, I didn't Holding stick around too Cause uh one, the the short the store itself is like I I know Sean's probably the only one out of the four of us besides me that's been there. Been and there. uh were you there? I was there mm-hmm. once. Once, just once. Mm-hmm. But like the store itself is probably I would say maybe a quarter of what it used to be. So it's really, really tiny. That's what she said. <laughs> well, dude, I don't know. I, I'm I'm convinced that the reason why they closed it to the public is because they were just tired of you hanging out there. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> fucking dinner. Well, gotta close it up. Who's this well, fucking well, hobo well, out here just like pissing in a fucking Gatorade bottle in the corner, <laughs> waiting for the next shirt to drop? <laughs> God damn it! We'll you work for sure. Know about that. Fucking, dude, you're like the fucking crackhead Chappelle meme. Like, <laughs> Yo, God, I got more than Pokemon shirts. It's cold in there right now. <laughs> I can smell it. <laughs> That's not true, dude. He did like set up tents and shit though on the sidewalk so he could be the first in line. <laughs> he was there a week early before they announced it. Hey, dude, I give him shit, but I'm going to be honest with you. I love the fact that he was always at, shit at pro wrestling tees because whenever I wanted something. All I had to be was like, hey, Dennis, you go, you go up to the list. Grab this for me. All right, dude, no problem. You know, you know what's a was... good question? Did they bring back the And I always boxes? came through for you. Yes, you did, brother. They, did they bring are. back the boxes? Because I want one. What box? They actually did, but they only had them stocked up to 3X. Ah, fucking bastard. And the random boxes he was talking about is they used to sell in the store. Like, you get a, like a random box. It'd be like three... Um, Mystery oh, yeah, shirts like, be like the, yeah, just the shit that they couldn't sell. Yeah, well, dude, I, I got a return to it. Yeah, that's surprising. Well, there's always like you one, got a good what? One, and then the other two would be like, you know, I got an Eddie, uh, Colt Cabana, and a fucking Matt Taven. Well, yeah, I mean, a Colt, nice Colt Cabana one that makes sense because nobody's buying that shit. No one's buying the boom boom. Yeah, gentlemen, who did the question of the week this week? Joe that K. would be the very svelte, very attractive man to your up, up, up love you. He looks black well, is very slim. Black is very slimming, and he looks well groomed today. Someone's kissing a lot of ass. Here we yeah, go. With the well, I feel hey, bad, man. I, I feel of, bad. Hey, I, feel, so, I, feel, I feel like I, I upset him, and you know me. And are you playing the video, Giovanna, or am I playing a little cuddle puppet up there? No, I, don't him, him, I don't want him to be. I'm gonna let him try to dig himself out of it first. I'm, I'm trying to let him. The big spoon's always nice to the little spoon. There it is. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Shooting Shit proudly presents the Stirring Shit Facebook Question of the Week. Uh, what was your question, Joey? Ah, uh, some bullshit. Whatever. What did I write? Some shit that he put oh, on the chat. It was about the attitude era. It was about the attitude era. DDJ's got it. You want him to read it? Yeah, you read it. Yeah, I got the question here. So jo- this is from Joe. <laughs> this is from Joey K. So he goes, "Your," but he spell used the wrong version. Uh, of no, he goes, "Y O U." Come on, we're not gonna read it. No, come on, don't tie us. Don't tie us. Vocabulary, please, dude. Nobody likes that guy. Okay, go ahead. So your question of the week comes from the premier. He's got to read it in my voice. 
Oh, your, you question <laughs> your question of the week comes from the premiere wandering down the TikTok hole. What is your favorite <laughs> moment from the Attitude Era? That is the worst premiere impression I have <laughs> ever heard. It's not as, shit, but... Sha- not as bad as Jovan's Jack. Not as bad as Jovan's Jack impersonation. First off, my Jack impersonation is the best. It's the very best impersonation ever. Impersonation. It's too painful. It's too painful. Fucking colonoscopy, dry. No fucking like. No regard for my fucking asshole. That's what your Shaq impression feels like. Fucking man. Oh, a dry colonoscopy. That'd be a oh God! <laughs> just the sound Ooh. of that. Just, oh sure man, is. that's just painful. I don't even. I can't even sit. <sighs> I can't even sit comfortable after that. Anyways, who so, who 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 gave us some good answers, man? Fuck. So uh, our boy Jerry Hayne uh, writes in DX invading WCW Monday Nitro. That they was talks an about awesome how moment. Never th- thought he'd see the day something like that happened and stuff. Uh, we had uh, Alex Garcia uh, wrote Kane's debut at the first ever Hell in a Cell match, which was another really good one. That's got to be Kane. Uh, Gar- Gary Connell Jr. had an interesting one. He goes, when DX and the Radicals were attacking Foley, the Rock and Too Cool, the lights went dark, and then you see a red suit wearing Paul Bearer, and then Kane came out, and uh, they attacked DX and the Radicals. And Kane got a pretty good pop for that. Um and then Jonathan Phillips just wrote out a house show um, in 99 because it was the first time he ever went to a live event. And that was the main event was Triple H defending against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then our boy Isaac Gresser over at Such Good Shoot wrote Foley versus Taker from Hell in, the, uh, Hell in the Cell at uh, King of the Ring 98. Dude, how great is it to be like, yeah, it's not a house show. It was Austin versus Triple H. <laughs> it's nah, the fucking title. Right. Just the main event of a house show. Like no big house deal. show. Yeah, man. The fuck yeah. they had the, they were swinging for the fences did like, back then, man. Dude, like well, it that's changed it changed everything. They could put anybody in that fucking main event spot. And it's like nowadays you're like, holy shit, that's a fucking awesome card for a yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. a fucking Friday night house show or Saturday night house show. Fucking wherever, two of, the, two of the greatest of all time, man. Yeah, yeah like, Dude. like two of the greatest of all time. It's just like, yeah, it's great. It was just a house show, not televised, you know, because you know, house shows, house shows were fun in the attitude era, too. Because you could get you, they, they tried stuff, you know, before it would go on TV. And and you talk to the performers now, a lot of them like doing house shows more because if they get to be more yeah. themselves, you know. Well, that and it's like there's so much more interaction because you know they're not on camera, especially in those days too. Nobody was really recording shit, yeah. so well you weren't allowed to if you got caught with cameras there. They were throwing yeah. them out, man. Social yeah. media, social media didn't exist. None of that shit existed, so they could have that fun. That's why the curtain call was so fucking huge because somebody snuck a camera in. Yeah, if that camera wasn't snuck in, it wasn't going to be a fucking big deal. Yeah. Oh shit! I know my question now for next time. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so guys, uh, and we'll start with Joey K since he had it. Sorry, had to came up with the question. Joey K, what was your favorite moment from the Attitude Era? My favorite moment of the Attitude Era technically doesn't come from the Attitude Era (laughs) (laughs) of WWE. No, it's uh, I'm I'm serious, man. Like the Attitude Era doesn't exist. 
unless you have ECW. Mm-hmm. And the late Actually, that, that's fair, bro. That's a fair, fair. No, I know that's very, that's very fair. That's yeah, I agree. And the attitude era for me really was that starting with the feud of Taz and Sabu, that mm-hmm. year fucking build up. Mm-hmm. Like, and nothing, nothing was better than the night where they finally faced off and the lights went black right before. Right before they met in the middle of the ring, yeah, yeah for me, dude. like that is like that's one of the sparking things of the Attitude Era and how WWE changed or WWF at the time changed their approach to stuff. And you get that. Uh, second would be I'm falling with Isaac because Taker and and McFoley, Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell was just like ridiculous. <laughs> nobody, nobody fucking saw that coming. Nobody knew how crazy that was going to be and how fucking, you know, I'm talking about that match forever. Yep. Right yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Snooka in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it. Yeah, to but to a whole other level. Moments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, to like a very extreme level. Yeah. Because at least now, Absolutely. now we look at like Snooka in the garden coming off the cage. Like, okay, there's been a lot of guys that I have done that. that. You know, I can do that and can do those types of, you know, high risk moves. Was it amazing at the time? Yeah, for sure. But ain't no goddamn fucking way that anybody's ever going off the top of that fucking first original Hell in a Cell cage again. Or for fuck's sake, going through it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No one's one's gone through it like that. Yeah, I mean, Foley did something that nobody could ever like. There's no up in that. I almost the only fucking way died. That is yep. it. There's no table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like an imminent death. You know what I'm saying? And then just the fact to have both those things happen in the same match, one planned, one didn't. You know, mm-hmm. and that was just like, just you know, just the way it worked out. Like, how do you put plastic zip ties on a fucking chain link fence with two men over the 600 pounds walking around up there? Yeah, and think that that's gonna hold? You know yeah. what I mean? Just to that extent, but I mean, it was like I agree with you. That was like a big. That was a big. <laughs> well, just this even- is also the company who uh, dropped Owen Hart from the fucking rafters too. Right. So very much oh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, see, and, and you talk about the the zip ties and stuff. There's a one point I think this was before he threw him off the cage, where Taker went to step on part of the cage, and you could even see like it it broke like yeah, like some of this, so you knew something could potentially happen, and unfortunately, it did. Just thank. Thank God, you know, uh, Mick's, Mick is still around, you know, to tell you the hear, stories. You hear Mick tell the stories about that. And he says you could hear those things. Bing, bing, yeah, and you bing, can. Like, bing. if you go back and watch. You can see him shooting off. You can see yeah. him shooting off if you're looking for him, and you can hear him. You they hear did that. Um, what was that? Uh, was it the Rivalries show? Mm-hmm. Yes. They did, they did a Rivalries episode with that Hell in a Cell. And they actually slowed it down, and you could see the fucking things shooting yeah, off as yeah, they're yeah. fucking stepping around on top of the cage. Like, that's terrifying, dude. Yeah. I mean, that match was so significant. I was honestly surprised that when Taker did his Hall of Fame match that Mick did not get it. Mentioned. mentioned at all. Yeah. yeah, I'm really shocked at that, too. And there, there's But I guess if you're the Undertaker, story. man, you'd have to mention every guy that you had a great match with and – yeah, but I mean that's iconic. Yeah. I felt like it was it's iconic, dude. Like, yeah, that'll be one of those things that 
you know, my grandkids will grow up and be like, oh, wow, that's cool. You're going to you're going to see you're going to see that clip of Foley flying off the cage and every WWF intro video, like every inter. For the rest of your life, yeah. From here until they're done. It'll be a symbolic Snuka standing up top and throwing up. It will be. It is. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) seeing Mick out here, just fucking pre-stooging it off the side. And then then the ironic thing about the Snuka match was that was actually after the match had ended and he had lost that match. Like, that always gets lost in in, in the shuffle. Yeah, I actually did not know that. I've never actually watched the match, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I think I think they have it on one of like the the greatest like cage match DVD uh, compilations that they put out. If I'm not mistaken. So. Who's next, hey, Jovan, What about you? Oh you, man, Jovan, shit, I'm next. next. I'm Goldberg. I'm next, um, guys. We're, I love the attitude. You're, you're Goldberg, our goalie, man. That's right. So I try to do for you guys. Keep yeah, you online. You're hitting that meth in Detroit, bro. <laughs> Just like Goldberg. Hey, he's on the rebound. He's he's clean now, dude. That's yeah, but he up. got them. He's got that fucking meth jaw. Meth jaw thing where shit's like, yeah. You know, I he's gonna walk in the he's gonna walk in the house jaw, one day. His, his bottom jaw is just like going. Yeah, just walk in the house one day. He's taking the fucking TV remote apart and shit. <laughs> Anyways, I man, I was a big fan of the Attitude Era. Um, I'm a big rock fan, so of course, you would guess that my favorite moments were centered around the rock, which is not true. I have two, I've got two. Okay, the debut. Back on Monday Night Raw, which is Raw's War, you had Dude Love telling Hunter Hurst-Helmsley, Hunter Hurst-Helmsley, excuse me, that he was not crazy enough to fight him. You had Mankind. Oh, Madison Square Garden, yes. Come in, say that he wasn't going to fight him. And you have the debut of Cactus Jack. That's a good one. I love Cactus Cactus went out there with the damn trash can and relegate re- regulated quickly. Um, for me, that's one. That's Top, a great one. One of my all-time favorite wrestlers, um, seeing Cactus, got me to pop hard because, you know, it's, it's Cactus. Um, another one. <laughs> I'm leaving pop hard alone. Just, just I know. Pop hard. Nice. I actually just bought a Cactus Jack and uh Terry Funk 8x10 sign, dual sign. But oh, nice. It, it should have said Chainsaw Charlie, but they're like, he signed a Terry Funk. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's still Terry You're Funk. lucky he knew Every- who he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my other one, like I said, and it goes out there because it's a very sticky kind of thing, guys. I'm not – it's not <laughs> – it's not one of those that's going to be super serious. It's going to fall down in the halls of fucking infamy. But May Young in hand and Mark Henry, that whole fucking thing, I loved it. I loved all of that. I don't give a fuck. Give me all of that. 
You're such a twat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, for me, that was kind of like they kind of jumped the shark with that shit. Uh, I was just kind of—I never. I thought really, it was hilarious because before I didn't that, think it was funny at all. I just was kind of fucking stupid. May Young was going through tables with fucking Bubba, and out of nowhere, she's got this big black well, yeah, dude. That was cool, man. Making love was, to her, yeah. and she's got a baby, and it was a hand, and it was a Caucasian hand. So it makes you think that she cheated on. Big sexual chocolate, but anyways, you know, dude, no, fuck that. May Young giving Bubba shit about like, nah, just put me through the fucking table. Oh, I love Bully Ray talking that to when he tells the story about that, it's, dude. It's and he yeah. he like he talks about that like he tried to do the right thing, and she was like, no asshole, <laughs> this is how we're doing it. And he's like, gonna put me through this table. He was on some podcast, and he was talking about she. Wanted him to do it off the off a cage, off the top of the cage. <laughs> like she what? went to Vince and said, "Next time, yeah, she there." I just watched it the other day. It was him. It was a reel, so and he was crazy. he was on this podcast recently, like recently, talking about May Young and how fucking cool and tough she was. And that at one point, after he'd put her through the table, I think a second time, he went to Vince and she said, "I want the kid to put me do it off the cage." The little lady was just trying to feel like, something. All right, man, we'll 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 give it some thought, you know. But you know, obviously, it never happened. But yeah, <laughs> she was just trying to feel again. Dude, that's, I mean, a tough, that's a tough bitch, bro. She, she was. <laughs> Could see May Young fucking just smoking in the back. You know, what we need to do next yeah, time, I, young I think guy. She was the kind of chick, and I've read a bunch of stuff about her. Like she was the kind of chick that, like, in the fifties, like if she was in her own house. She was wearing pants, smoking cigars, and smacking her girlfriend on the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like she, <laughs> she was that chick. You know what I mean? She was that chick. Oh, no, absolutely, and tough, legit tough. Dude, she was she was tougher than most guys in the fucking attitude oh, era. Yeah. Let's just be real. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, who's next? Who's next on the attitude era stuff? Dude, I for me it really isn't like certain like an exact moment like. Uh, Anytime, and this was early DX, I'm talking Triple H, China, Sean. No love for Xbox. Anytime those three came out to the ring in the middle of the show or to do a, you know, like them sitting on the stage eating popcorn and fucking China holding up a sign that says I'd rather be in China, that kind of shit. Anything that those three did to me was like just the greatest shit ever. Like they just... They were both just so fucking over it. And Sean was like at his, that was when he was still prime in good shape, healthy before he had the back injury. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the drug use was out of control, but I mean, he was, you know, like he was just like, fuck every, I, I don't, he didn't give a fuck about making money. He didn't give a fuck about merch sales. He just didn't give a fuck. And that's why I love Sean so much. Unless it was was sunny. That was such a short run, though, too. Yeah, it was, man. Well, I mean, when they yeah. finally yeah. took the gloves off. Yeah, you, you flamed out pretty months. fast. It was literally months. Um, but well, I no, think for me. Don't got the but, back injury at, at uh, the Rumble. Yeah. And yeah. that's what fucking derailed everything. everything. That's where that's where all the pills got crazy. Yeah. That's well, the pills, just the pills thing was a, the drugs thing was an issue for him before. Right. That. But it went off the deep end. It went off the charts after the back surgery. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because then he had a reason to be taking him. So he was like. <laughs> so when does Sonny come in with that, providing back shots with uh, oh, dude, that, bills? Shit, I don't even want to get into that. 
Um, <laughs> but the one thing that I I do remember, like that, really. Like Why do we give Sonny a pass? I need to put him and make that a damn question. Why do we give Sonny a pass? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's, we, always, we always let Sean and Sonny go. Sonny's always, you know, but anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. There, there's always, like, everybody has their moment for, like, well, this is, for me, this is when it was, I realized, okay, this is the Attitude Era. This is when it started or whatever. Like, you know, Austin's glass breaking, that was the soundtrack, the fucking holy shit. That was the soundtrack to the Attitude Era, in my opinion. But, like, the one moment where I felt like, oh, my God, like, this is really fucking, now we're definitely in this shit and all that other shit before this is over was the night that badass Billy Gunn and the Road Dog just took a shit on the Road Warriors. Oh, man. Yep. I remember watching that. And, and dude, like, for me, the greatest tag team of all time ever, hands down, was the Road Warriors mm-hmm. because they did everything. Yep. If you're a tag team in professional wrestling and you're not striving to be what the Road Warriors were, which was a main event pay, main event booked. <coughs> you know, I mean, the Road Warriors were booked like Ric Flair was booked. The Road Warriors were booked like Hulk Hogan was booked. Like you fed people to the Road Warriors and they just decimated, destroyed everybody. Mm. And still at that time, even at that point in history, when you heard, oh, what a rush, like you got the Legion of Doom pop, the Road Warrior pop. And that night, dude, they like just fucking destroyed those guys. And for me as a fan growing up and watching the Road Warriors and like them being like the first group or the first pro wrestlers where I was like legit scared of them. And I swore to God, I you just knew one night you were going to watch him throw a clothesline on Saturday night and somebody's head was going to come off. Mm-hmm. They were just so big and so fucking dominant and so tough. And to see those guys fucking relegated to the fucking dumpster. Literally the dumpster. Yeah. For me, that was like, fuck. Like any pretense of this is just a phase and they're going to go back to you know, what it was before was gone at that point. Like yeah. when they had no more respect for the legacy and the history of Hawk and Animal, that they put badass Billy Gunn and the road dog over so heavily over one of the most dominant teams in the history of pro wrestling. That was all fucking attitude era shit right there for me. Yeah. Dennis Day pink shirt. So for me, I the one I always think of and I always go back to this um is when Foley won the title on Monday Night Raw, basically the night that uh was it like sixty or however many thousand hundreds of thousands switched their TVs when Tony Schiavone spoiled uh Foley's title win and saying that'll put butts in the seats. And it wasn't just because of that, it was just because it just was such a genuine like like the heartwarming moment to see Foley with that title and running around the ring and celebrating, you know, DX was in the ring and it's, just, it was so just good. And it's just like, it couldn't have happened to a better guy, you know? And, and every time you, you, you have this thing, you know, you get a chance to meet with Mick Foley or interact with him. Like you, you just realize just how much more, you know, just how much more genuine that was because that meant so much to him. 
So that's my that's my main one is Foley winning the title on Raw. And then the other one I got to go with because everybody's kind of given a couple. The other one I'm going to go with was uh, when Chris Jericho debuted on Monday Night Raw in Chicago back in 99. And he went uh, he, he had the, you know, the the promo with the rock and really held his own. I mean, was such yeah. I mean, everybody kind of figured it was him coming. You know, he was going to be the millennium man. But just to be put in that position on your first night, having to go against arguably the best promo in the business at the time and really holding your own, you know, I mean, not a lot of people could have done that and, and stuff. So, so those are my two. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to get a, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, honorable okay. mention to Scott Steiner walking to the ring with a live fucking tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought about that yeah. one. I was like, that might be a, one of my moments right there where you're like, well, that's this shit that's may have a little out of hand. That was another shark jump right there, man. Dude, I mean, talking about Steiner, I've been on some weird ass um, TikToks, and they've got one that tried to decipher Steiner's promos. And the guy's yeah. like, I, I have no fucking idea where he's trying to go with this. And it's just Steiner being Steiner. Well, that's what, if you call, that's why I'm going to be the big bad booty daddy because I'm the, the, got the booties out there and the genetic freaks. And the guy's like, I have no idea what he's trying to connect it together. He's just hype, and people are happy to see him. Just well, what kills me is he's still me. trying to say that he never used steroids. He only used Andro. Yeah. <laughs> Holla, if you hear me. Come on, dog. <laughs> he didn't use any steroids. He's the genetic freak. Don't do Oh, yeah. He's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, genetically yeah. built in a fucking veterinarian's lab that got stolen. <laughs> Like wow. them fucking cows in Holland and shit. Like, <laughs> when the only supplements you take... Have or in a little jar that has a picture of a husky on the side. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how natural that is, Bubba. Prescribed by a veterinarian in Mexico. <laughs> the guy's upper body got so big that he literally had to start wrapping his ankles and knees because he can no longer carry the weight of his upper body. <laughs> yeah, but we watched. So fuck we it. Watched. Yeah. Actually, dude, I was never a big. I was never a big Scott Steiner fan, man. I. I you weren't one of the freaks out there. I thought his brother was a way better wrestler. I really did like Rick a lot more. Well, Scott had the juice, man. He had the juice. Yeah, and years later, and years later, now who's the real asshole? Right, for sure. Yeah. I know, right? Like Scott. Yeah. Scott was pretending, and it was really Rick, which sucked. But <laughs> yeah, lo- low key, Rick is the fucking asshole of the family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Scott's like, nah, man. We, we're cool. It's just- <laughs> That's just a gimmick, baby. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> who knew? Who the fuck knew? Yeah. Okay, three yeahs in one sentence. That's too many yeahs, bro. Yeah, no, I, I felt the first two. I don't know who did the third yeah, one. Anyway. I was wasting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into a topic for the night, man. We've only got 30 more minutes here, bitches. Let's do this. Let's do it well. Bloodline. <laughs> My thoughts. Animal. Animal. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> We've got the Bloodline Civil War coming up, guys. It's a big deal that they're making in WWE. Also, if you believe the dirt sheets, there's another member of the Bloodline might be coming up soon, too. Um, can't remember who Sonny is because Rikishi apparently popped out kids like they were nothing. Motherfuckers have a handful, man. Dude, he's uh, it's a big dude to be throwing a lot of ass back there to get all these kids out. Kishi's out there just fucking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Hey, good on them, bro. I like they all came out as wrestlers, bro. Like, what the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> it's awesome. There's some moments of WrestleMan. That's all they Cuz straight up made his own faction. It was like, yo, it's good. <laughs> the real bloodline. Look at Rikishi's ahead of the table. He was back there in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Like, yo, I got this idea. <laughs> yo, just Wait. hear me hear me out on this. Hear me out on this, right? <laughs> Wait till you see my family, cuz. Just, just sitting there. <laughs> We're sitting there with a couple cousins. He's like, all right, here, I'm going to start this chain rolling. I need y'all to jump in. We'll get a fucking Roman out of it. We'll get fucking... Yeah, like, bro, like, you're good. Like, Look, you have one alpha. I have two. I have the twins. Who else is going to put in here? Who else wants a kid? Like a goddamn <sighs> NBA draft, bro. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> it was... It reminds me of like Madden when you do the the draft. It's every generic person, and it's all like the same fucking last name. Da 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 da. I don't know why. Da 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 da. Fatu, 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 Fatu. Like fuck. Yo, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I got a question for you guys. Based on what happened on SmackDown with Jay siding with his brother, if I'm gonna give you guys, I want to, I want to get you guys here real quick. I want to pick your brain. You got uh, Roman Reigns as the champion right now. Out of these four guys, who is the one guy right now at this very moment you would want you want to be the one that takes the title off of Roman? I'm going to give you four choices. Cody Rhodes. Jesus, we need four fucking choices for this question? Shut up and listen. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Why are we doing this shit Jimmy? for the next 15 fucking minutes, man? <laughs> well, if you won't, it, shut up and listen, and I'll get. then we can move on. Cody Rhodes. Jimmy already or- moved on. We started talking about this ignorant shit. <laughs> this is just a fucking. You know why they're no? Hold on, man. Give me that. I'm taking two minutes to interrupt, and you three can fucking duke this bullshit out because I don't give a fuck. They're doing a bloodline civil war because they don't have anybody built up for fucking Roman. Thank you. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. So this all this shit's just a fucking jerk off. <laughs> Proceed. Okay. Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Proceed. So four, four choices. Cody Rhodes, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, Jey Uso. If you could pick one of those four to take the title off Roman at this very moment, who would it be? The Rock. <laughs> I mean that honestly at Mania like two years, two years from now. Two years from now? Not, not, not we- Philly. <sighs> not Philly. Dude, the All bloodline, right. the bloodline has become like the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe, bro. <laughs> We're only in fucking phase two right now, so everybody pump the goddamn <laughs> brakes. Ain't nobody taking that fucking title. Nobody on that list is worth taking the title off of them. We Ain't haven't seen happen. them to beat Thanos yet. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing is, is they started this stupid fucking thing, and you know what's gonna happen? It's gonna wrap up just like Brett and Owen did about twenty five years ago. And they're all going to be back on the same team, sucking Roman's cock and keeping him with the belt. That's the way it's going to be. It's just rehash shit, dude. It's the same shit that they did with fucking the Heart Foundation. It's the exact same shit. We don't have nobody for Brett to wrestle, so let's put him with Owen. We'll have Owen wrestle and turn heel, and we'll do that shit until we can't get nothing out of it anymore. And then... We'll hug and make up and be friends, and then they'll go on and tear as a heel faction again. 
That's pretty it's fair. It's just a Vince McMahon booking, dude. It's, it's just a placekeeper. Well, look, they booked themselves into a corner with it. That's yeah. just the truth. They And I think we all agree on that, no matter yeah. what. So it doesn't even fucking matter at this point, really. To <laughs> me, it doesn't matter who is who. Who who do you think can take the title? Because to be truthful with you, there there isn't anybody. They no. made they made Roman to be the final boss, and they don't have the ability to make the next one. Nope. That is literally what is happening, and I agree with you one hundred percent. I, I yeah. can't they disagree with that guy, either. You know. They built this guy up so fucking much that there is anybody that takes the belt off him in the next any time in the last year and for probably another year, it's going to be the shortest, weakest bullshit. Like uh, ratings are going to drop, merch sales are going to drop, everything's going to drop because as soon as he drops those belts, man, he's going on hiatus. You know he's taking a vacation. Yeah, he's the guy's taking working. Time off. He, he's gone. Like he's doing, he, when you're the champ, you're not just wrestling and on the show every week or working whenever, you know, however, whatever, but you're doing radio, you're doing TV, you're, you're doing, you know, make a wish. You're doing all that bullshit that he's got to do. So literally the biggest mistake or the, the biggest mistake they the only mistake they've made with this entire thing is they've let it go on for so long that there's no way to fucking successfully end it. And Keep the momentum going. So, DDJ, what would you? What were you thinking on it? For me, right now, I mean, I think the Cody Rhodes thing. I mean, I think Cody's lost his mojo or whatever. Like he's nowhere close to where he was at Mania when they. Sh- I, you know, when arguably he should have won the title then. But right now, for me, this whole bloodline thing started with Jey Uso, and it should end with him. I would like he'd be the one right now if I had to pick a choice. I'd say Jey Uso. I like it. I like it. I like it. Minivan J, he kind of feels like he was the pin of the story. But I don't see it happening, dude. Ain't nobody beating fucking Roman. No, I don't think it. But he would be like the one right now if I had to say this is the guy I'd like to see dethrone Roman. But I didn't think, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Let's see, man. That's, um, and, and you know what? Just we we didn't talk about this. Sammy last was, week. Sammy, in my opinion, Sammy was hotter than Cody going into Mania. Sammy. Oh. Like, oh. he was, dude. Sammy and that My match he had in fucking Canada. Mm-hmm. I know, dude. I know who I know who it is. I'm just saying, like, as hot as Sammy was, the two hottest people in the business at that time was Cody and Sammy, and Sammy was hot. Yeah. yeah. He's the ultimate underdog, man. Look at that dude. Was he 160 pounds? Yeah. 70, 180, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, just if there was anybody out there that they could have got behind as an underdog champion, a la mm. Daniel Bryan, it was Sammy. We haven't had and the underdog champ in a while either since Daniel Bryan. No, that's just not yeah, that's because the big dog's been running shit for what two, three years now, man. I mean he's no yeah, even we before had, that. We had Kofi. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tell me that Kofi is not a fuck wasn't an no, it was, it was, no, he it was, was. it was, it was the dog story. That, yeah, that yeah. was, that, mean, was th- that was our fault. Looky here, people, come in close, get get close with me here. The reason we're going through all this is because of you, the fans, all of us marks who push for Daniel Bryan, who push for Kofi Mania. 
when they got tired of listening to us, they said, fuck you, you're going to fucking take the Roman dick like we want you to. This is our fault. Because they obviously didn't like the champions that we chose. So now we have to deal with who they're sticking with. <laughs> That's the big dog dick, buddy. Let's think about wrestling. The fans really make it and the fans really ruin it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. At least the ones that aren't smart enough to know what they're talking about. That's right. God, we've got some smart people on this show. Gentlemen, I want to touch on something briefly before we go into our last little question before we hit final thoughts. Because we've got 15 minutes. I want to keep this at about an hour, guys. We won't go over for everybody. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but not much. But Stop fucking vamping and go. How about you kiss my ass, motherfucker? <laughs> Goddamn Steve Jobs. Anyway. Moose is already back there with his fucking human centipede face right there in your fucking... <laughs> CM Punk <laughs> brings in oh look DJ 2.0 hold your toy up this no, 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 no. This, don't, this don't have residual DNA or somebody's autograph on it this is well, you probably you won't either because he doesn't he doesn't sign very no, well. I didn't slap a hand to it he held it well. Never mind. It's not, not made it. It. it's not made it into my bed, which is where a lot of DDJ shit ends up, like underneath this pillow, so he can cup it at night. No, it doesn't, because my wife wouldn't allow it. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay, buddy. Allegedly. CM Punk coming back, man. Had a great first collision. Interrupted dynamite with the "I'm not even supposed to be here" bullcrap. Yeah. Calling out his own main event match for next week's collision or this week's collision, however the hell you want to say it. How are we feeling about Punk being back? Real quick. I fucking love it. I love it. I love the way he came in with the with the attitude. I love that he, he's unapologetic. I love that he's exactly who we want him to be. And that's the reason why people fucking, you know. Chime in and watch the guy, man. I mean, they gravitate towards him. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can say all the shit you want to say about the guy, his attitude, or how he carries himself, or whatever. But I mean, when he says, "Tell, stop me when I'm telling lies." And see, I want to kind of take a piggyback on that a little bit too. You know, and and you're right, Sean. You're right. I got nothing, I mean, brother. I'm just, he told he told no like lies he... during that promo. I I'm gonna admit he told no lies. And I and one thing is is you know I will always find myself to be more of a CM Punk guy because I've had more of it you know experiences with him and things like that. And to me, I think he 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 does love you know his fans, the ones that actually respect him, that you know appreciate him and stuff. You know, he's not the one of those ones that catered everybody, but to the fa- people he knows are like his big supporters, I think he's got their backs and stuff, you know, and and honestly, I feel he's actually more fan-friendly than the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Why, well, okay, Javon, yeah. That's like the worst take you've ever Kenny had. Omega and the Bucks are porcelain, bro. There's wait, 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 no. I'll be, all right, all right, I'm going to give me, let me get ahead of this here, and then I'll let you t- say your response. How many times have you ever seen Kenny Omega and the Bucks go out into the arena before a show and take pictures? He does it one fucking time and he's Jesus. Fans. He does it every 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 time. Every does show. It one buddy. time and he's he Jesus. Oh God. You guys said I'm sucking moose off. You you're guys are fucking, fucking, you're saying, fucking punk you guys are, and you're Omega fucking fan. 
gargling you're just like CM you Punk can't... right Dude, but it's sucking Omega's Hey, you ain't got no room to talk about gargling. <laughs> All right, ladies, calm down. I so, didn't Joe Biden, whose dick are you sucking tomorrow night? Who's, your Lord and Savior, who, CM Punk. Whose dick are you no, sucking tomorrow like, night? Moose or uh, is Kenny Omega? It's not the even wrestlers of all time. Go it's ahead, not even. It's not even a matter of like. I mean, like the point is valid though. Like Punk's more of a, you know, hands-on person. fans type person, no, person. than the box for those Kenny? seven years. What did you guys do for those seven years when he was gone? Jesus Christ! Did y'all just wait in a there closet hoping go. he'd come back? You I know, just I'll, tell you know. what we, I'll tell you what we did. We watched a bunch of pussy ass. Hair plug, teenage boys, <laughs> fucking run around the country. Punk is so great that he he realized that wrestling wasn't and where it was supposed so to be. Like, oh no no no! Hold about. on, no no no! Hold Omega, on, on, the Young on. Bucks, the entire time hold he was on. gone, they were like the biggest things ever. And as soon as he comes back, nobody's really giving a shit about him anymore. Yeah, because oh, I got it. You guys ever, oh, I don't want to go there. This is too much trauma to bull out there. But anyways, everybody always loves the abuser. When Punk felt like he was just, the wrestling world was too much. And he had given all he could. He needed to go away on a sabbatical. And he, God, the fans love him for it. Because, oh, he knew it was, we got too much of him. So he pulled away. But now that he's back, we love him again. And, oh, he's doing it because he knows what we need. You know, for somebody you know who's like fucking 2% Jewish, you would think <laughs> you would think you'd be more in tune with somebody leading their people through the desert for fucking 40 years, you asshole. Damn I mean, you Jesus fucking Christ, Javon. He's so the, the point, the point for seven of this fucking is, years. It has nothing to do with fucking being a CM Punk fanboy or anything. The simple fact of the matter is this whether you like him or hate him, it doesn't fucking matter. And Cody was another one. Cody was the same way because Cody was out there every fucking show after the show. What, and you know what? Because here's the thing. When I was in Philly, you know, the fucking Bucks, Kenny, everybody takes off real quick. You know who's out there staying with the last fucking fans to take pictures? It was fucking Cody. Fucking Cody Rhodes. He did the yep. same thing in Champagne and, Champagne and Chicago, man. Yep. And punk, punk is the same way. If you're yeah. a fucking real punk fan, he's going to be out there. He's going to stop and take pe- fucking pictures and do all that shit. He's not... And don't don't give me the bullshit of other oh, executives and this and that. Fuck all, dude. It's just the truth. Like you can you can hate him all you want for whatever fucking reason, and that is completely fine. I don't care. But you can't shit on him and say that he's not really about his fucking fans. And in comparison, when you look at how the Bucks and Kenny are, yeah, he's way more about his fucking fans than they are, in my opinion. You know. Remember, how about this? When the Bucks were putting a new fucking t-shirt up every week on PWTs and Punk's taking shirts down, was like, nah, just eliminate all the shirts. I just want one up. When that was fucking going on. But there's the Bucks. Every fucking week, they say something fucking they think is hilarious and cool on BTE, and now it's on a fucking shirt, and they're like, we have the number one selling shirt again. Motherfucker, you got 600 of them. <laughs> like, the law of averages is going to say... Like, yeah, you probably sell more shirts than people because, like, dude, there's fucking sport queens <coughs> that don't have as many fucking shirts with merchandising deals as those assholes do. What the fuck? You know? Come on. 
Come on. But yeah, he was real as fuck, and I liked it. I also liked the counterfeit Bucks line. That was just fucking real nice. Like that, that was one. some fucking mm-hmm. old CM Punk shit right there. Like, all right, I'll just throw a jab out there, see how it lands. No big deal. He wasn't super offensive. He didn't come back talking shit. He came back the exact way I think they were hoping he was going to come. Well, at least Tony Khan was hoping he'd come back. I'm, I'm, I'm just really interested in this week's episode of Collision because I want to see the reaction that Punk gets somewhere outside of Chicago because I think that's going to be real telling. No, the Marks love him. Yeah, you're, yeah, no, I actually think you're right there because, I mean, for all the back and forth about all the shit that's going on, there are Omega and Bucks fans out there. Yep that like punk's gonna get booed in certain areas and that's fine but the difference between him and those fucking idiots is he ain't gonna be on after the elite or after the show fucking documentary crying about well i wish they wouldn't boo me anymore because he don't give a fuck and he never did and that's the difference when you're a man you fucking say what you mean you walk you talk you carry yourself the way you carry yourself and you don't fucking apologize for it and you don't cry when people don't fucking give you the response that you want that's the difference. He don't give a fuck whether he's loved or he's fucking hated. He don't care. And he never did. Well, That's the great thing about being a punk fan. It's it's all in his name, dude. The dude is punk rock. And punk rock ain't for everybody. You guys are so it's edgy. I love it. We're going to. No, we're, hold on. We're, we're, hold on. <laughs> Sean, you made a really, really, really great fucking point about something here. He's he definitely you're, you hit the nail on the head. He's not, he doesn't give two flying fucks if you cheer or you boo. And what I always find interesting is this this whole fucking brawl out situation up to now in punk return, right? Yeah. It's always the same news. Sources, sources close to the Bucks and Kenny and the elite say they're this and they're that. But you know what the difference was? You could go on any of the fucking dirt sheets on podcasts and all that stupid shit. And you got guys that work in various companies, WWE guys and everything like, yo, I love punk. That's just how he is. Like dude, yeah. he, this is, that's his personality. He's not changing. He's not wavering. Mm. He had guys from other companies under contract elsewhere coming out being like, nah, man, like punk's my guy. He's a great dude. Well, like, they and love also, and, and you don't also- hear that shit about Kenny. You don't hear that shit about the bucks, all of it's internal. Cause you know what? All the people that say that shit, or they're working at AEW, and they're not allowed to say that shit out in public. And, and and I think it was just recently come out. I think Jamie Hader is a is a punk advocate because she's one that was come out and recently said something like, "Oh yeah, you, you know, I go to punk all the time, or you know, I've gone to punk in the mm-hmm. past, and you know, learned a lot like and stuff." So so yeah, I and again, I'm not saying that you know uh, that you know one side is you know right or whatever, but I mean, it just seems to me like. I don't think the Bucks and Kenny have done themselves any favors in all of this. No, they haven't. And I, and for my money, I'll say this too, and we can move on, move on from it if you want. Finally, thank God. Let's go. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> brought it up, Buckstick. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I, topic. I, I tried you to cut the topic off five, five fucking ready. minutes ago. So you can fucking cry and bitch about, about it because you know how we all feel about CM Punk. You know what? The truth. The truth of the matter is this, though. Like, you know, when it comes to Punk. He's always going to do what he's going to do. And that's that. And yep. for you have a lot more people that come out and say, yeah, I go to punk and how open he is and how great he is about stuff. You really don't hear that about the Bucks, Do you? 
Is that shit out there public? Do you got a lot of these young cats going like, yeah, I go to punk. I ask some questions. You know, it really starts to make you think for painting the picture of CM Punk as a guy who's really in it just for himself and doesn't care about the talent, doesn't care about people in the back. Sure. Shit seems the opposite way. And so who's the ones that's really saying that? Because a lot of these young wrestlers, like like somebody like Jamie Hayter, just because you brought her up, like up and coming still, but an AEW champ. She's still in the mix. She's still one of the top of the women's division there. For somebody like that to come up, she ain't saying that about Kenny and the Bucks. But they're trying to paint this picture. Everybody tries to paint this picture. CM Punk's only in it for himself, only gives a shit about himself. That's real fucking weird, man. So where's that coming from? Who's making that well, fucking that, noise? Because that's that's the real telling thing there. You're not reading articles. Sources close to punk say. Yeah, no. All right. You know well, why? Sources close to shooting shit. We're punk. done. We're done with this. Punk's the only one who does the talking, dude. You cut me off Fuck on the topic you brought up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, that's what we're supposed to be doing is keeping the shit rolling. You bitches are going all fucking out on punk. Anyways, guys, why before we hit final thoughts. Why do you hate me, Joe Long? <laughs> Before we I'll hit final thought shooters, I want to I want to let you know. He did give me an ice cream bar. Fucking expensive ass the next night, but we did get the one free one. Anyway, guys. Those were some good ice cream bars, too. Before we hit the <laughs> final thoughts shooters, I want to let y'all know this. Forbidden Door 2's matches have been fully announced. MJF going against Hiroshi Tanahashi has been made official. The Suzuki Gods, which is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki, take on Sting, Darby Allin, and a member to be announced. Then you have the Blackpool Combat Club going against Moxley, Yuta, Claudio, going against uh, the Elite, Page, Jackson, Bucks, you know, Kingston, Ishii. It's going to be a good match. Uh, Punk going against Satoshi Kojima. It's actually a really good match. Orange Cassidy First round Owen Hart tournament. You've got Orange Cassidy going against Zack Sabre Jr. against Katori Shibata going against Daniel Garcia for the AEW International Championship. If there was ever a time for Orange Cassidy to lose that fucking belt, it's in this match. Uh, Tony I don't Storm, think he loses it. He yeah. probably won't. Tony Storm going against Willow Nightingale and Adam Cole going against Tommy Lawler. And then you also have in the pre-show uh, Billy Starks against Athena in a first-round Owen Hart women's tournament match. Fantastic. Nobody watches the pre-show, but that's the buy-in to fucking Forbidden Door 2, ladies and gentlemen. We are finally here to our final thoughts. Who wants to start us off? All right, I'll go first. So, uh, quick um, shout out. We're going to make our official predictions for the show as part of this competition on the Wrestling Nerd broadcast. So, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, by the way, those nerds, they're going down. Fucking nerds. And um, that's all I got to say about that. But um, this past week was... Sunny uh, in the locker room, baby. Oh, my God. But... uh, Lot you guys know, uh, but a lot, a lot of people out there know because well, I didn't put a lot of this stuff out on Facebook. That this last week has been a bit of probably one of the more challenging weeks I've had in a little while and stuff. And it's just because I've had various things happen. You know, I was at the dentist last night, got a tooth pulled because I was experiencing some really bad toothaches and stuff. But then also too, uh, my car decided to crap out on me while over at my cousin's house this past Friday night. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my to my uncle Bobby, my aunt Kathy. Oh, my camera fell. Hang on one second here. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, quick, Thank you. Uh, quick shout out to my Uncle Bobby, my Aunt Kathy, 
my cousin Steven, Julie, and Katie for being so helpful and helping me get through uh, a little bit of a rough patch in the weekend. Um, I had no way to get my wife and my cousin, uh, Jerry's daughter, Katie, home to the, on Friday night. My uncle Bobby stepped in. It's like, here, take my car, you know, go home, just bring it back in the morning and stuff. Uh, they made sure that I was able to get to uh, my family reunion over the weekend. Um, you know, they recommended a, a deal, a place to go take my car to get looked at. Fortunately, they couldn't help me, but I did get my car back and stuff. But if, if, if there's anything that I learned over the weekend is that, damn, I have a, I have an awesome family because it's just so nice to know that, like, when you're down, like, you've got someone there that's going to help you get back up, whether it's your actual blood family or, like, my family here with these three guys. Like, I know these three guys got my back. I've got their backs, but man, I'll tell you what, man, family's a beautiful thing. It's a hell of a point there. And and fuck the nerds. <laughs> family's beautiful, fuck the nerds. Great with the rap. That was Next. very aggressive. <sighs> He's aggressive after he went nice. Okay, you want to go rock, paper, scissors? I don't give a fuck. Who's going? I'll go. You guys do whatever you want to do. Man, ahead, my Steve final Jones. thought is fuck Major League Baseball. Uh-oh. Fucking, uh, there was no way that game was happening last night. <laughs> there was no fucking way a game was happening last night. Oh, we stayed out late. We still stayed down there. We stayed at the stadium. We were at the fucking, with the, at Victory, down at Xfinity Live area having a great time but like dude don't wait till fucking <coughs> to postpone the goddamn game till September. damn especially after all those drive-bys and shit going on in it, philly while the game's going on oh who gives a fuck about that but like i mean like seriously like motherfuckers stayed open just for concessions and beer knowing full goddamn well that rain wasn't gonna let up and it's not just the Phillies organization. It's every fucking team in Major League Baseball. They're going to try to Yeah, yeah. Wrigley yeah. does it too, man. Yeah, man. It's like, come the we fuck. We have on. a roof. Uh, that was some bullshit, but still a good time, even though you got no game out of it. And fuck it. So, uh, looks like I'll be taking off in September for a fucking, <laughs> for a fucking doubleheader they scheduled, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Little fucking 105 start time for me. I'll be out there in the sun. So that'll be nice. Get some brown on. Yeah, I'll get some brown on. You get some you you got some brown on, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Saw moose sneaking around back there. <laughs> some brown on brown crime happening right there. I like that. Sean, please go. <laughs> 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 I think it's awesome that Moose came to see in Detroit. God, damn. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> awesome that Moose came on you in Detroit. <laughs> make, don't, don't make the punk fans unhappy. They come at you. Dude. Oh, not as hard as Moose does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No. Does he cup you under the or does he just grab you by the back of the head? Is that because he's got big hands? He does got big. He, he got big hands. Does he make you wear the title belt, Javon? 
Deadly. 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 All right. So, fuck, I touched that thing too. God damn it. (laughs) It's okay. Oh, no. I can't tell that one. Oh, go, Sean. (laughs) All right. So, uh, great week. I had a great weekend last weekend, man. We got to go down and see some friends and spend the night and uh, hang with them and spent the night down there and came back Saturday. We spent a lot of time in Champagne just hanging out, me and the wife. And then uh, Sunday, obviously, was Father's Day, and I hope you guys all had great Father's Days and all the dads out there. I, um, I personally had an unbelievable Father's Day. Um, we were out shooting baskets in the driveway when the kids came home and you know, got a big hug from my daughter, big hug from my son. They both made me uh, – what's really cool about our kids are they're really consistent about uh, handmade cards and stuff, and – my daughter, who is much like me in the sense of if there's shit going on, you're not going to know it unless she wants you to. Um, when it comes to putting things to, to paper, you know, she's way more comfortable doing that. So it was, it was a good day. Um, I got a new camera, which I've been wanting for a very, very long time. I got a nice, I mean, yeah. We're, so when we go to these shows and stuff, I'm not trying to get pictures with fucking my cell phone. I can actually get some good shots. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. And when I seen the camera, I knew it was probably way more money than I wanted her to spend. Um, and then Monday rolled around and she was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. I ordered you another father's day gift. It just came today. And uh, if you guys remember our weekend in Chicago, one of the running jokes was, is I had an opportunity to buy a CM Punk Funko pop, yep. which has been discontinued. They have, they quit making them in 2013. So they're pretty expensive to get, and that's why I keep showing it. And that's what I came home to Monday, still in the box, never been touched by human hands. And I've already got somebody offering me $300 for it. Um, but that's staying in the collection, baby. That's not going nowhere. I'm going to get him to sign it, and then every time Jovan comes to visit me, I'm going to make sure that it's out on the coffee table so he has to look <laughs> at it because his punk hate is so ridiculous. Um I don't know, man. I, uh, last weekend was pretty cool. I enjoyed watching Collision. For me, it was kind of cool to have wrestling on a Saturday night. It kind of took me back to, uh, as a kid, watching TBS and Dusty and Magnum TA and the Road Warriors and the Horsemen and all that stuff. So uh, Collision was the first and only show I've watched uh, in three weeks. And it wasn't just because Punk came back, but it was that was probably a big part of it. But the fact that it was on Saturday night too was kind of cool. Um, I don't know, man. There's so there's so much stuff going on with wrestling right now, man. I hope you guys are taking advantage of it because if you're not, then it's on you. Um, like I said, I hope everybody had a great Father's Day, and for all the dads out there that are working two jobs or doing whatever they got to do to hold it down and take care of things, man, just you know, and and not only the dad, stay strong and stick with it, and not only the dads, but the moms that are having to be dad out there as well too. Dude, I fuck that shit. I'm so sick. You guys giving mom credit on Father's Day. It's Father's Day. They get it every other fucking day. They want you. Did you know that of all the holidays celebrated, Father's Day is the twentieth most celebrated holiday? I didn't realize literally there were twenty holidays. Oh yeah. Literally, Arbor Day has more people taking part than fucking Father's Day. Arbor Day. Okay, You're so shit, giving them on. They got Mother's Day. They don't get two. 
you're a single mom. I give you all the respect in the world. Love what you're doing. Kick ass, proud of you, but you're not a father. You're not a man. You can't teach them how to be a man. So quit giving them credit for shit that they can't do. That'd be like me giving credit, raising a girl by myself and saying, well, on Mother's Day, we're going to give Sean credit because he's raising a girl. No, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just want them fed, safe, clothes on them, and they're taken care of and know that they can come to me with anything. Come on, man. You got to quit doing that shit. It irritates me when people do that shit. Giving moms credit. It's Father's Day, dude. We only get one day. Let us have it. We're trying to take it away from us, DDJ. Jesus. I wasn't trying to take it away. <laughs> Damn. I'm completely, I'm completely fucking with you, dude. Just give your final phone. Oh, he already did. Hey, That's before, so before, great. It's because he tried to cut it and you chopped his knees. No, because I wanted to have a. I He's wanted always interrupting me, man. Why does he? He never interrupts you. Oh, he interrupts. He's always he, interrupting he, me. He interrupts everybody. It's what does he does. He? I guess yes. it don't irritate me when he does it to you guys. <laughs> well, of course, it's not going to irritate you when I do it to them. But I do have a question for you. What did you think of the choice of the intro, the song that they used for Collision? Oh, I don't, dude. I don't even know what the fuck it was. I don't. Saturday you know night's what? all right for fighting by Elton John. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, guys. And this has been shooting shit. Goddamn it. Wait, Joey. Hey. Attention wrestling fans and fans of Shootin' Shit Podcasts. You can now be one of the cool kids by going to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy the official Shootin' Shit t-shirt. Buy it now and be there at ringside. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-G-S-H-T. Find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. Check us out on TikTok at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-I-T. And you can buy your official shoot and shit shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. And thanks for watching.